Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and a place where we delve into all sorts of improv topics. Now today we've got a two for the price of one special because we are welcoming to the show today Hannah Carson and Hannah Savage. It's Team Hannah, and they are both current members of the LCI community that have completely fallen in love with improv, and it's a really great chat with them. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Hannah and Hannah's true story about making stuff up. Okay, and please welcome this week's guests. I've actually got two guests today. So this is a a big, big thing for the show because it's the first time I've actually had a three-way conversation on the show. So let's welcome Hannah Carson and Hannah Savage. Hi. Hello. Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show, guys. I'm really excited about this chat. Oh, good. Me too. I can't wait. Great to chat to you. Ian with two eyes. Ian with two eyes. With two eyes. Uh, so uh, because there's two of you, I am just going to give an opportunity for the listeners to hear your voices a little bit so they can understand, oh, that that's this Hannah talking or that Hannah talking. should also point out that um, Hannah Savage is generally just known as Sav, so I'll be calling you Sav throughout the interview if I need to say your name. Cool, yeah, thank you. <laughs> So I'm going to start with Hannah, Hannah Carson, and a question I like to start this show with often is, how did you get into improv? Oh, lovely question to start with, Ian, with two eyes. Um, how did you get into improv? Um, to be honest, um, a lot, sort of with my friends and stuff, I'm always having banter, um, and I've always been quite a dramatic person, <laughs> and I got to a stage in my late 20s where I was thinking I really want to invest my time into a hobby and I really want to find something that feels really me and honestly I was just looking on Google I was looking at things that I could join I joined a few hobbies so I joined like capoeira which is like Brazilian martial arts and I just could not copy over the life of me so that was a no um (laughs) so and then I seen Liverpool comedy improv and I thought I'm going to go along to a Monday session which is kind of just like a little drop-in hosted by Emma Bird and um Occasionally, Jen, who's lovely, she um, will teach you sometimes, dropped into that. And I got really, really invested into it quite quickly. And Emma introduced like a beginner's course she was doing. And it's all just taken off from there. There's loads of things that I get involved in. I do improv multiple times a week. I've really sort of like made a lot of friends, found my feet with it. And I'm sort of looking at a level three course at the moment. So it's just really taken off. And I've just found myself a little bit through finding improv. It's a bit of a tonic to me, to be honest. And when was that? When was it that you sort of took that first dive into improv? So it was October, so it wasn't long ago at all. So October 21, um, signed myself up and yes, and signed them performing weekly, twice a week. Awesome. Uh, so let's move over to Sav now. And Sav, same question to you. Uh, when and how did you get into improv? Uh, it, it took me a long time to actually get into like to get into doing it so I initially sort of 
understood improv, like found improv through SNL. So there was a time when I was really interested in SNL. And okay. I was like researching it and, and things. And obviously a lot of the people who are on SNL, their background is improv. Um, and like I love people like Maya Rudolph. She's probably one of like my favourite actors, like actresses and comedians and things. Um, so I was just curious initially. I wanted to see it live. Um, and I think around about 2017 or 2016, something like that, okay. I thought there must be something in Liverpool where like, there is improv to go and watch. So that's how I first found Liverpool Comedy Improv. And I asked if I can come and watch. And uh, it, it will probably, it must have been Emma, sort of said, if you come, you would be participating. And I'm really like, I don't really like to perform. <laughs> probably wouldn't believe that, but like, I, I am a bit nervous about things. So. I was like, that's fair enough. Uh, like, you know, thank you for getting back to me. And then left it. And then kind of similar, just in October last year, I was just kind of like, I just need to do something. Um, and I was thinking of things that I could do. And then just on a Sunday, I thought, I wonder whether that, that comp- you know, I wonder whether that's still going. And I, I knew about the, the drop-in. I thought, I oh, will do a drop-in. And then I saw that that very next Thursday, the beginners course was starting. Okay. So I thought, no, I'll go to the beginners course for <laughs> dropping, and then that's been the same for me. So we, me and me and Hannah started the beginners course together in the October, uh, and yeah, and my my expectations of I was very very nervous because it's something that I didn't initially want to do, and I'm kind of like the opposite. I'm not like a big performer, but um, that very like very very first one, I, I thought. I didn't understand that it's not it's it's the games and it's a lot of fun and it's yeah. a lot of hard work, isn't it? So mm. I was really, really pleased that I took that leap in that way. It was quite random for me, really. Well, it's great that you did it. And I think one of the great things about improv is it is an avenue to really tap into your creative side in a way that perhaps other performers don't. And I speak to lots of improvisers that tell me I, I don't have a performing background and I don't consider myself to be like an eccentric performer sort of person yet they still manage to find their home in improv yeah 100%. yeah definitely and I, I I so like I write so that's you know like the opposite you know it's the it's the quiet isolated thing that you do on your own but I actually I found it really interesting Part of me, part there was a lot of reasons as to why I went, yeah, improv. It wasn't just a case. It wasn't as random as that. But one of the things was that I wonder whether it will, it will like bring more spontaneity, make okay. it easier for me to write. And I must admit, when, when you think about like stepping into a scene and creating a scene, fleshing out characters and thinking about it in a, a, a it's like a problem solving moment, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's really helped me to think much clearer and much more fluidly as a writer as well, which has been nice. Awesome. Yeah, I think it helps because, you know, when you're in an improv scene, it doesn't matter whether you've got a massive audience or whether the audience is literally just the other people in the room on that particular session. Whenever you create a character without even really thinking about it in your head, you've given this character a backstory and, and you're you're saying things that come from a history that this character has been through and you just know in your head oh yeah well this character would say this because 
in my head, they're divorced three times and all this kind of stuff. And not everyone else needs to know what backstory you've created for the character, but just instinctively, I think as improvisers, we don't just come up with a voice or don't just come up with a way of moving. We actually just create this whole backstory. So I can see how that helps as a writer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then, and then just you know, like like we were doing. So we've started doing uh, the Henry. We've started practicing the Henry, haven't we? So, kind of building on back, you know, other people's backstories. So like that community, like community, like an ensemble, I suppose, of, of characters, sort of thinking about other people. Uh, again, it's quite easy as a writer to be really tunnel vision on yeah. kind of one person, one thing. But it's it's been really interesting to start to think about the other people in a scene and how it all comes together with other people, uh, you know, in that way. Well, well, <laughs> I'd like to talk to both about the Henry actually, because there's you know there's loads of different names that get banded around when it comes to like different ways of doing improv, whether it's short form or long form, and the Henry, uh, the Harold, and various things. So. I would like to talk to you about the Henry. Just explain to people that don't know what the Henry is, just as basically as you can, <laughs> uh, what is the Henry? Um, so there's different, as you say, and there's loads of different forms of, of improv concepts and like kind of ways to perform a scene and structures. And one of them I focus on at the moment, like you said, the Henry. So Henry was invented a very long time ago, according to Jen. <laughs> 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 Dating and I struggle with my birthday. So <laughs> back, it was um, back in my <laughs> <laughs> back in the, back then. Um obviously the Henry came into practice and it's a lot of different two-person scenes. So um it's a lot of interaction with the audience in you know, you sort of gauge a certain town or little village. So you ask the audience for the name of a town or a village, they then make a suggestion. You then have to run with that through a lot of different two-person scenes. You ask for suggestions of where you are in the town, i.e. hairdressers, a cinema, um, a town hall, that kind of thing. Um, and for each two people, it kind of transitions from scene to scene. So it involves a lot of callbacks. It involves the same sorts of characters. Um, it involves just pretty much paint the picture of what that village looks like and getting a real sense for that. So it's kind of like a really good concept. Um and kind of, you know, kind of repeating the same sort of characters. I think, like, I really enjoy it. I love, I'm the opposite of Sam. I'm the same to you, but quite different. I love big characters, accents. I love stepping out of myself and stepping into someone else, finishing a scene, and everyone's like, that was a different person. That was really great. <laughs> like, Sam's like, why did you become an 80-year-old man? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought I was Derek. And uh, that's kind of like, that's me. Um, and it, it becomes really challenging because I love watching the theory of the Henry. I love the concept of it. It becomes challenging for me because I have to remain that same character. And that's where it becomes a little bit more challenging, but it's something that I'm getting to grips with. And Jenny's our teacher has been absolutely abysmal, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> She's been incredible at kind of like, she fathoms... Um, each of our different strengths and weaknesses where we can improve and she really brings us out of our shells and same way she does it in such a lovely way as well yeah. and she really gets involved so she leads from the front she'll do scenes with us and build on our strengths because like Sav was saying before improv's not just about making yourself shine it's about ensuring that you're supporting the other person it's helping to make them shine and that's what makes you look good it's relieving that pressure from yourself and seeing 
Caleb are both working together to create something really, really funny and really, really over the top. And you don't have to be an over the top character to no. do that, but yeah. you really see it come into play. So the Henry's great for that. So, Sav, you said you watched SNL a lot at one point, and I'd like to ask if there was anything else that you watched. Like, had you both watched Whose Lines Anyway at any point before you got into improv? Uh, I've, I've, I've seen, I've watched, I have seen it. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not like a big fan. However, because it keeps coming up, I'm curious if I watched it now, would would I have like a completely different take on it? And I think I probably would because okay. I've not watched it. For a long time, and I've certainly not watched it since I started doing info. The only other thing that stands out for me is Reno 911 is a completely improvised television show. I think that they kind of went in not knowing most how most of this, like there was no script as such. And so Wendy McClendon, oh God, I'm going to butcher this name. <laughs> Wendy McClendon Covey. McClendon Covey, the- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> thank goodness for you. <laughs> you <would be> <laughs> um, so obviously she's in Reno 911, but like I was a big fan of her. So uh, Bridesmaids was a massive film, wasn't it? Ooh, so like is. Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Uh, and then that's how I kind of found Wendy. So that again was like another tangent. <clears throat> um so yeah, so probably that. Uh, it's always sunny. I think there's oh. a lot of improvisation, and then obviously, curb uh, your enthusiasm. He kind of freewheels, but I don't know whether that's the same improvisation because it's the same sort of people, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah I, I, really- I would say that that is those sorts of shows. They are there's lots of improvisation, so it, it would fall more sort of into long form improv I think yeah yeah which is you know when I got into improv I only knew short form I just thought improv was quick fire games and that's what I love in improv you know I'm known for my love of short form I do do long form these days um but you know my heart is always in short form but there's so many improvisers that I encounter that just like long form I just don't enjoy all of the, the quick fire games yeah mm-hmm. i i think i would be cute we should we should watch whose line is it together yeah we should we should have like get some snaps get some pringles yeah. um watch get some hummus maybe um and have a little watch just because it looks everyone talks about it really yeah, frequently, yeah. don't they so it should be something i think we'd have a different perspective i know mm-hmm. josie so like before i before we did the course i'd been to see uh josie lawrence okay in Our Lady of Blundell Sands, so I think potentially because I know because Josie Lawrence is like a, a like a like one of the most prominent ones. Yeah, going isn't she? And obviously the like main female of whose line is it? Mm. So is that right? That's right, isn't it? Well, yeah, of the British show. So there was a British show a long time ago. It started off as a radio show in the 80s, a Radio 4 show, I think. And then it transitioned into the Channel 4 TV show. And then after its stint on UK TV, it went away for a little bit. But then it got revived in the US and Drew Carey brought it back. And it had quite a long run in the early noughties with Drew Carey. And 
then it went away again and then it, it's come back and Aisha Tyler is the host these days uh, but uh, this the main guys on it Ryan Styles, Colin Mockery, Wayne Brady they were there they were appearing in the UK version in the later series and then they were staples of the Drew Carey version and now they're staples still of their current version. Like just from what you said before about long form Ian, um, we again when when I first started in Father especially one day drop-ins, uh, Emma calls it like you know clay. You know you sort of like get together and you create lots of different scenes and stuff. There's a lot of short form involved, but as you progress on with improv and as you learn a lot more, especially from Minus South Journey, um, we are going to be soon introduced to in, um, long form improv, and we've done a lot of short form. Um, particularly even with the Henry, I think that's quite short, isn't it? But yeah. in terms of where we're going with like our journey in improv, that our next course is going to be a lot of long form. So we're very newly being introduced to it, but I've seen it within like boss beds, I've seen it within like different different improv stuff that's been happening. Um, and it looks really interesting. And like you, I've always really enjoyed sort of that short form improv, different games like Pan Left, where it's super short, like you've got no control of what it's going to be called. Oh my God, the thrill. <laughs> oh my God, lights, camera. Oh my God. Um, so it's, I, I love that kind of thing. I do really enjoy short form improv, but it's going to be really exciting to see where we can go with long form, where we can take it. I think I come in with these massive characters, so it's really going to turn that down, walk it down to start small and create bigger characters as a go. Um, so that's exciting, definitely. And did you two meet at LCI? Yeah. We did. We, we did. did we did yes. indeed, yes. And that's why I'm Rest Sam, because we had to have a fight. So Emma <laughs> said, Emma said, you can't have two Hannah, that'll be very confusing. And so we had to go out on the street, on Hardman Street, yeah. and we had, we had to burn up all. We had to, abs- absolutely. And because Hannah had done that one lesson in Capoeira, I obviously she like cartwheeled me down. (laughs) (laughs) And then the rest is history, it really is. But the cool thing, cool thing about improv uh, is the friends that you make and the impact that it can have in your life because it will bring you to people that you would never have connected with otherwise because like your your life circles wouldn't have taken you there. And then yeah. you just get to mix with the most fascinating people. And, you know, I came to LCI, I knew no one beforehand. And now I have the Oikas, which are like some of my closest friends that I, I spend so much time with just having fun with improv. I met my partner Seki through it. And these are all things that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't taken that plunge. Absolutely. Oh, it's yeah. it's so nice, isn't it? It's, it? It is a real community feel and it's it's so niche in what we do, but there's still so many like-minded people from different walks of life, really, and different paths that you come across. And what's really nice about our course um, is we all met, we all clicked really easily and we've got like a little WhatsApp group and there's banter flowing constantly. Yeah. But I've got a ticket match. It's getting disgusting, that grouping, and it really is. <laughs> so everything gets discussed in the group. We all work really well together. Jen's done this really great thing um, during our level two course because we all started in October, but we've progressed onwards since then where she's kind of like taken on board like what our strengths are, what we enjoy. She's had conversations with us and we've kind of... Um, took it upon ourselves to understand 
what areas we all feel comfortable with, what kind of partners we like with, what kind of scenes we enjoy doing, um, what kind of traits we really enjoy and how we enjoy performing. Because every, everyone's style is so different. Like even said before, everyone's from different walks of life, but everyone likes yeah. completely different things. And it's really interesting she's done that because you get to work to feel the person's strength. And you every single partner you work with, every single group of people you work with are all completely different. So it's it's a huge challenge. When I first joined Impulse, I thought it would be right. Well, I've got to come as a big character and just hope for the best in the scene. But it's more than that. There's so many different like concepts behind it. So many different games. There's so much that you have to learn in order to have the best scenes, and you've really got to get to know your scene partner. So it's been great making friends with people, but understanding them as improvisers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Nesav? I was just going to say I I, I had a, the idea that you had to kind of already be funny um but it's it you don't do it it's that's not how it's achieved the comedy is be like being inherently funny you can find the comedy in, in much more kind of like organic way i suppose um and so like i was nervous because i like i was finding everyone everyone funny but i wasn't finding myself funny but then everyone was like you are funny and we were like you really try am i even it's imposter syndrome it's imposter syndrome <laughs> But then now I understand that you don't have to go, like, in fact, to go in hard with a joke, to try and force a joke kind of kills the moment. It's much better to let it flow and, like, be organic. and 100%. Uh, yeah. It's, like, relatable, isn't it? If you've got, like, a really yeah. relatable kind of personality in your character, you, you don't have to try. It just naturally comes and, like... Yeah. You won't even think about something that'll just pop to the top of your head, or you'll be in a scene and you just feed off each other. The funniest scenes are the unplanned ones, really. So yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. So. yeah. Forcing the joke is something that's talked about a lot in improv. And it's something I struggle with because in life, I love puns and one liners. And that's just part of who I am on a daily basis. And I'm a primary school teacher and I spend all day just riffing off jokes one after the other most of them go over the children's head but they entertain the other <laughs> adults in my room and they entertain me and sometimes the children get it and tell me that it's rubbish but it's it's just something that I do naturally I just love puns and when I first got into improv I just thought oh I thought there was pressure to just tell jokes all the time and mm. then it, like the idea that it was sort of in my head that I needed to be funny sort of prevented me from being funny if that makes sense because then I felt like I needed to be funny and that's not how I think when I when I am saying puns and stuff normally it's not a conscious thing it just rolls off my tongue and then when I was finding out about this whole don't force the funny I started to think oh well that's what I do naturally so do I have to rein it in or are people gonna think I'm just sort of trying to be funny for the sake of it but then the more I've done it and the more I sort of have learned from from Emma and various other people along the way is it's actually okay if if that's my natural state is to be just silly with one-liners then it's not seen as being forced because people kind of expect it from me yeah but um there are times the more I do long form because I've been doing a lot more long form recently I am learning to try and and rein it in um I'm like if I'm in a serious scene and I was in a very serious scene a couple of weeks back. I did a great course with the guys that do sex, lies and improvisation. I don't know if you've encountered them, but they're incredible. And it's really intense stuff. And I was in this two person scene with someone and my brain was saying, there's a great joke. 
there's another great joke. And I was having to force myself not to say it. And people at the end of the scene, they really loved it. And they were like, wow, I've never seen you go through a scene without saying a joke of any kind. And I was yeah. like, trust me, I was thinking it. <laughs> the primary school children were so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a thought process in your head or did you when you first got into it? And how long did it take you to get out of the mindset of, oh, I need to try and be funny? Probably like the very, very first one. Uh, at the very first lesson, I was like, oh, you don't have to be funny. You, like you. It, it was like, I think probably that, probably the first few games, I realised I was giggling constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it wasn't anything over the top. It was, it was quite simple things, but just really, really, really funny. Um, so yeah, it's probably from the, it was probably the moment when I first stepped in and we were we played like our first game. I don't know what our first game would have been. And then I was like, oh, it's not, it's I, I don't have to be, you know, kind of like massively extroverted or anything. I can just kind of be me in this moment. Uh, and that was very comfortable. So uh yeah. You you should do improv with Connie off our from our group because Connie's like she's on real she's puns, amazing yeah. at puns she's oh, so really good yeah excellent she's so puns so just before I forget you should you should do improv with Connie <laughs> well, we should definitely try and make that happen at some point <laughs> so just talking about your group does your group have a name are, are you sort of going to be staying together as as a troop beyond your classes is this something you've discussed <laughs> Not really. We're just we're just kind of like on a course. We're on a bit of like a kind of just learning, learning together, really, aren't we? Like we really get on. We've not like discussed that really. We're doing a performance coming up, um, on the twenty fifth. It is the twenty fifth, isn't it? If I mean, that real, yeah. that real time. Two five. Two five. Two five oh two two two. Um, we're doing a little. We're doing Henry, like Sav said. Um, so we're getting together to do that. There's people from the course. Some of us, not all of us. Um and yeah and we'll be there with a few other troops and stuff and we'll be like supporting the boss there so that's really exciting um so yeah the next steps pretty much depends on where we go yeah um yeah just to see what happens I'd, I'd absolutely love to be part of troop I love working with other people and and yeah so we'll see we'll yeah. see yeah. so let's just talk about that show for a second because if my maths is correct this will go out the same week of that show <gasps> and so yeah you guys <laughs> you guys are you guys are the opening act and then it's so it's boss birds presents or boss birds and friends sorry and then boss birds are performing and they've got absolute onions coming over to perform Ooh, with Manchester, aren't they? yeah yeah so they're a group i've heard a lot of good things about so it should be a great night great stuff yeah. Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> very nervous yeah very nervous I'm, I'm excited for it though I'm excited to see what happens so yeah um, I'm excited to perform how because we, we we got to see your very first Oikos performance so do you yeah. have any for us oh yeah good question Sam. please uh, well <laughs> the main advice I would give is just to enjoy it and sort of it's good I always think it's good if you're nervous because it means you care if you weren't nervous i think i would be more concerned i think 
anybody that's been performing for any amount of time should be nervous before you, you go up because that is what gives you that adrenaline and that is what really helps you to just focus on that moment so yeah lean into the nerves and don't be afraid of them because that shows how much you care and when you care about something you truly give it your all oh yeah yeah i like that yeah i suppose like nerves feed into that adrenaline and adrenaline usually makes people perform better yeah so yeah, I'd say I'd say I get where you're coming from, which is exciting. It's really good advice, actually. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll come to you often if I need advice in life. <laughs> and what, I can tell what, you. what are your office hours for advice? Yeah, what your office hours are? I am open all day for advice, twenty four seven. Twenty four hour, lovely. Brilliant. One of the best things about that first Oika show was the buzz afterwards. I mean, the buzz before was pretty special, but the buzz afterwards to actually be out there and perform as a troupe, because we formed as a troupe online and we did lots of shows together online during the pandemic. And yeah, that was great. And there was a great buzz. But to actually be there in a room physically with people and properly hear them react and see their reactions to what we're doing, we were flying high for quite some time after that show. Oh, I bet you were. Oh, we were there. We were both there. We were there. Yeah, we were away. I was. Um, I, I absolutely loved it, and I was. I think I listened to a, a podcast, and you said about the the Olympics game. You know where you commentate. Yeah. You like you do things. <laughs> and when I was, I can't remember what podcast. I can't remember which conversation it was. But when you said it, I was like, oh my god, yeah, because uh, when it was the ironing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the, 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 com- the commentating was exceptional like oh, bravo. It was really, i was i was giggling so hard i was like laughing my head off you guys are spot on with puns and i think yeah. like i know you said before like oh you feel like you have to kind of turn that back with certain long form but when you're in your element and when you're doing that short form the audience being a member of the audience sit back and think oh my god how did you come up with that you like say guys can I have a suggestion we come up with a suggestion you have about 50 puns lined up and they're all so funny <laughs> Particularly with the um the restaurant game where you've got two people in a restaurant oh, and the wait so waiters come on. Yeah. There's so many different puns in regards to the topic that's been thrown out by the audience and it's genius and it's so funny. Yeah. And there's so much to think about, but you can tell you guys just come on and naturally have that ability to be able to to have those puns to hand because that's who you are. That's like you say you do it in work, you obviously that's the kind of person who really enjoys puns and you could really see it and it's so funny and with the young kids it's laugh after laugh after laugh after laugh it's not like laugh wait for a while mm-hmm. laugh it's like constant isn't it oh, yeah. it's like your eyes are down there it's really funny I like the fact that you're very energetic and the short form just feeds into one another it's really um it's fun for the audience to see it's very this is very lively I like it that's that's my kind of thing I think yeah wow thank you very much uh, some very kind words there <laughs> And the game that you mentioned, uh, themed restaurant, that is a game that we love at the Oikers. Mm. And it's it's one I just threw in there once in a session um, because it's something I've seen other improvisers do. Mm. And we just fell in love with it. And it's just it's just an often a go-to game for us. And I think any time we do a show, I think that game is always going to be featured. Oh, yeah, good, it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny. It's hilarious. And you... you um kind of like position it perfectly because like whenever Liz is kind of like sitting at the restaurant mm-hmm. she's just got that personality and her natural character she goes to is so funny um and then 
you're obviously great with your puns and like seconds and seeing you all come in with your different puns arch oh, genius I love I love it to be fair I'm excited for the next one I'm excited for what kind of restaurants I'll be attending next week <laughs> 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 yeah and the oikas are all really good at puns even the ones that say they're not good at puns i think i think it is something that you can sort of train over time because we're just oh, yeah. always playing pun based games uh, the annoying thing is is if you think oh yes i'm gonna do this and then someone steps up before you and then they say what was in your head and you're like oh no <laughs> they've just stolen my joke <laughs> absolute devastation you guys if you ever get together to practice, you need to have a come down with me and you just need to absolutely rinse each other with different puns and just like, oh, that'd be so funny. If you were to make the oinkers like a come down with me meal, right? You've got a starter, <laughs> you've got a maid, you've got that fancy old dessert. Yeah, you choose a bottle of your choice. What are you thinking? What are you making for the oinkers? Oh, that's a, that's, that's a good concept. I can bring this to the oinkers and see what they think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you've mentioned Emma and you've mentioned Jen, and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about both of them because my LCI experience, I've only been taught by Emma and like, she's been an incredible teacher for me. She has sort of guided me to the point I'm at now where I feel very confident as a performer and she's really encouraged me. And throughout lockdown, I was just seeing Emma sort of three, four times a week in online sessions. And you you could gauge your success based on Emma's laugh. Because when she <laughs> loves it, she would just laugh so loud off camera. And you'd think, yeah, I've nailed it because I've made Emma laugh. Um, but obviously, Jen's been doing a lot of teaching as well. Recently, oh, yeah. Um, particularly because Emma hurt her back and she wasn't able to teach for a while. Uh, so Jen has stepped it into that role of teacher as well. And now they're sort of this dynamic duo sort of running LCI sessions. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the the differences between them, because I know they're, they're both incredible improvisers, but they are both slight different improvisers in their approach, I think. So um, yeah, what, what takeaways have you had from sort of sessions with Emma? What takeaways have you had from sessions with Jen? That's a, it's a really tough question because, like, I notice when I see Jen and Emma perform together in the Boss Birds or whenever I'm taught by either of them or whenever I see them both in action because they tend to get really involved in playing their, in their classes and their sessions. They're both so similar. They're both big characters. A lot of what they tend to do is they tend to sort of, like, speak at the same time. And it, it's it's mirror, but it's so in sync with one another. And I've really noticed it. And I'm like, how did you do that? Are you telepathic? Are you psychic? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> honest to god i want to get involved in this i want to be holistic hand um but like <laughs> holistic hand would be tarot. but i think they're so similar but like you say the sessions are just completely different um it's it's just hard it's so hard to pinpoint how but um i've been taught quite a lot by jen and um, but i also have been to a lot of like emma's emma's improv sessions and i've been really fortunate enough to do a few little scenes with both and it's hard not to laugh, um, but that they kind of have a similar energy to me, which is incredible. And it's just like inspiring to see them both. Um, I believe like they both obviously done teaching before. So obviously they're great when it comes to like the syllabus, if they are doing a course, but also they're just both leaders from the front really. So they get up and they kind of like get involved with us or they can just sort of like pinpoint little things or help us see and flow. Um, I just think they're both 
really great and they're both really likable um so yeah no it's, it's really nice to see and I think oh, I'd love to be like that one day I'd love to be able to kind of be that in tune with with improv and be able to sort of like find my feet with it so um obviously we've had more sessions with Jen she's led our level one two and about to be level three um and she's kept everyone from those sessions near enough hasn't she so we all absolutely love working with Jen coming to her sessions she's so lively and relatable she's obviously a really gifted teacher and coach leads from the front but she lets us have that freedom to kind of be ourselves and she really notices us as individuals so she can kind of like understand what our preferences are in improv she knows that I'm I like my big characters she knows like that I like to be a completely different character and I like to lead at times so I'm kind of challenging myself to strip those back slightly not strip them back from my entire performance but initially go in smaller so I can build myself up she calls it like there's a technique I think it's like the 40 60 100 it's kind of like you build it up so she's got lots of little different techniques in place um, and she sort of works towards all of our strengths so it's really nice kind of I come to a Monday session and I see Emma because Emma's getting really involved in Mondays again and her games are slightly different to Jen's and then I come to a Wednesday and I'm obviously being taught by Jen so Jen for me is more of like a coach just from my perspective because I've been coached by Jen and like a leader on Mondays and she kind of like it's she just it's her baby isn't it LCI so it's, it's so nice sessions and like whenever I'm in a scene with that I'm like oh my god I'm in a scene with Emma Bird oh my god oh my god <laughs> and then I just crap on with it and I just think oh that was so fun the last um last time I, I um had a scene with Emma Bird I was um a chocolate wrapper um trying to get registered under a different name um <laughs> why do you always end up as confectionery always always <laughs> chocolate wrappers I'm either like a very uh cockney old gentleman or I'm a confectionery and I was a confectionery rapper and Emma absolutely ran with it and we took it somewhere and it was great and I thought you know what that was I I really enjoyed being that dairy milk chocolate rapper that time it was great but yeah (laughs) I never come in just a normal character it's got to be something completely obscure and different to who I am and I think that's that's uh what I love because I can't do that in in everyday life people would be (laughs) I cannot I cannot come in as a different person into work but I can't improv. Everything goes yes and. Everyone encourages. You could come in and you could say, hey, I'm an 82-year-old man from Leicester. And all your friends are going to be like, yes, you are an 82-year-old man from Leicester. But you can't do that in work. <laughs> Something else you can't do in work successfully is lots of puns. Because I find in everyday life, <laughs> all my puns just get greeted with a groan and an eye roll. But in improv... <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, my God, I love that. That was so good. I'm like, yeah, why isn't life like an improv audience? Do you have, Ian, do you have a favourite pun? A favourite pun? Yeah, um, is the one recently that got a good reaction in improv? Or can you think of one, like a story behind it? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think... I don't actually retain puns very much in my head because they literally, to me, they are off the cuff. Um, and I have gone through a stage of writing down puns over the last few years. And I have this weekly YouTube series called Humorous Moment. And I put out a pun every Wednesday or just like a pun or a one-liner. It's literally like the intro and the outro is longer than the actual video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. 
it's literally just I come on and say one line, and the the idea is I can put a people's uh, smiles on people's faces to get them over that midweek hump, and it's it's called humorous moment. And is there anything that comes to mind? Like, because I don't have a go to. I don't have a go-to joke, really. One I often say to the children, because it's one that children actually get, because lots of what I say doesn't doesn't uh, really sink into the children, but one that they always get is, I know a good joke about a cow, but I don't want to milk it. <laughs> like, <laughs> they get that one. Uh, but I think I think puns work best when they're in the moment and, it, and it's related to that very specific thing that's being talked about. And that's why I fell into improv when I was toying with the idea of stand-up. But my whole my whole shtick is that I just love being present in that moment, being funny in that moment. And like stand-up is a very different thing. It's actually it's more of a writer's job. You've got to sit down and write jokes and think, well, is this gonna work? Is that gonna work? Can this joke go before that joke? And that takes the fun out of humor for me, I think. So and I'm more recently thinking, I actually, I wouldn't be against getting into stand-up, but it would be improv. I wouldn't get up on the stage with a planned set. I would just get up and, and feel it out. And I think improv has given me the confidence to feel like that. Absolutely. I get where you're coming from. I think you see like a lot of comedians, like Paul Smith, for instance, who completely toy with the concepts of dealing with the audience. So it's like, they'll get like, it's not even hecklers. It's kind of like the comedian turns into the heckler. They approach the audience and ask questions like, what's your name and where are you from? In the words of Silver Black, they'll ask loads of different yeah. little questions. <laughs> they'll ask loads of little surprise, but they'll ask loads of questions throughout the audience and they can kind of take that to different places, which I suppose in improv, you absolutely do. You yes and you're constantly growing a concept, getting it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where it's like oh my god that is crazy I, I guess that's kind of what it's like in stand-up you'll you'll get up you'll speak to a member of the audience and depending on what they say they could say I'm a hairdresser you can build that into something massive um, and I also seen like a lot of comedians such as like Troy Hall for instance who come on as different characters they're completely different to themselves and they take that somewhere as well they'll be speaking about like something random like Aldi and the next thing they're talking about the apocalypse so seeing improv um kind of being um fused with 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 comedians is is genius i think stand-up comedy and improv together is such a great format it's so nice to see i know robin williams did a lot with that as well and he's one of my favorite comedians he's yeah. so funny and i think kind of having having that ability to get on stage and just run with it is so funny and relatable and it's in the moment and the funniest things are said in the moment sometimes in my opinion it's great for anyone who can sit and script and write sad does you do a lot of comedy writing it's 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 so amazing to see people be able to get that down and perform it and um, but it's also so amazing for people to get up and just be able to to just sort of speak to a member of the audience and take that to a different place i think just stand-up com comedians in general are just incredible um and there's so many different formats of it. So I think I'd be really interested to see you, Ian. I'll, I'll make sure to invite every single member of your primary school. We'll sit <laughs> in the audience and we'll have, we'll have a little fruit juice and we'll listen to every single pun, every single one. <laughs> well, if you were ever in the back of my classroom, you would sometimes think that I am just doing a stand-up routine because I just sometimes I just completely go off on a tangent and um, sort of build <laughs> loads of jokes into what I'm saying. I love that. Oh, I love that. So cool. Where were you when I was in year one? Oh, yeah. Where were you? <laughs> Where were you in the two eyes? 
Um, so I've just seen the time. We're going to start to bring this to a close, uh, but it's been a great chat. Oh, very good. But before we finish, I just want to ask if there's anything you want to advertise, do you social medias you want people to connect with, or do you want to just focus on telling people about the show again? We're quite boring, really. Um, I'm very boring. Trying um, to think if there's anything I want to advertise in general. Um, are you watching anything good on Netflix? Or something? <laughs> I was going to, I was going to mention something to you just based on something I listened to on one of your chats, okay. but we made of time but you you were talking about uh talking to celebrities uh like talking to people like at comic-con and things yeah and there's this this i'm just gonna plug like this television show so so randomly but there's this actress called pamela adlon i don't know if you know pamela adlon she did the voice of bobby on king of the hill okay yeah so she started a, t- a, a TV series about four or five years ago. It's absolutely, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of television you could watch. It's it's incredible. But people recognise her. And she started this thing now where she kind of, she's been meeting people in real life and then being like, hey, do you just want to come on my show? <laughs> <laughs> and when I listened to you, I was like, I need to tell you about, about that. So yeah. That was not, it's just, a, I've just gone off on a tangent, so. Okay. The only plug out, but yeah, I haven't really got a plug out of spanning my bathroom, to be honest, I don't really have a plug for you. Yeah, I've, so. I've also got a plug in my bathroom, just for oh, well, I've got one in my kitchen as well. I've got, one in my, I've got one in my kitchen, but it's not my house. So. Right, well, there you, you win. Win. I win, I win. Just be careful with too many plug jokes, because they can get a little draining after a while. Hey! Oh, Ian, Ian. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> You know, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> uh, well, that seems like a great place to finish. Thank you so much for this, guys. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having Thank us. You. That's very welcome. Time, yeah. Have a lovely time. Thank you, Ian. You're very welcome. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much to Hannah and Sav. That was a really great chat. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, Big thanks to them for even making the show possible. Uh, They wanted to do it together and um, they said that they could be in the same room to make it happen, which made my life a lot easier in terms of um, getting the Zoom up and running and all that kind of stuff because I could still use my regular account for it. So I really appreciate that. It was a great chat. I really, really enjoyed, first of all, how infectious their enthusiasm for improv is. It sort of helped me get back in tune with my enthusiasm and why I love improv, I think. I I loved hearing how big an impact improv's had on their life in what is still a relatively short time. And just, I've seen them both in action briefly and they're clearly people that they get it and improv is definitely for them because they bring the stage alive and just that little glimpse that I've seen so I'm excited for what is to come for Hannah and for Sav uh, in improv I think they've both got big bright improv futures ahead of them Uh, something else that has sort of really made me think having spoken to the girls there is how there's different eras of LCI, I think. So I think LCI perhaps had two or three eras before the pandemic. 
and then there was the pandemic era and then sort of coming out of the pandemic we've got a whole new era so a lot of the chats I've done on this show I've been able to talk to people about the pandemic era and life before the pandemic era and about coming out of the pandemic era but what was really interesting about talking to these two was there was no pandemic era for them because they've only recently got in to improv so it's just an in-person thing they haven't spent hours doing it on zoom having technical difficulties and all that kind of stuff so it was just interesting and it really sort of made me realize oh yeah these are really like the new batch these are the the future the next generation of, of lci and i think it's great that lci is able to just continue to go from strength to strength i think lci has done a great job evolving through this whole process you know LCI was what it needed to be during a pandemic and now LCI is what it needs to be coming out of this pandemic and trying to get back to normal and just you know keeping ear to the ground keeping the finger on the pulse and being there for people is perhaps the real strength of improv and LCI in particular I've spoken many times about the impact LCI has had on my life the girls here Hannah and Sav it's clearly already having a big impact on their life and I just think what a wonderful thing to be a part of even in some small way but for me to just have this opportunity to talk to members of the LCI community and hear how positive an impact it's having on their life just being a part of it it, it truly is a very special thing for me and I really hope that you continue to enjoy these chats moving forward Again, for me, I am sort of more disconnected than perhaps I ever have been really from the in-person side of, of LCI because life is very busy and me getting to Liverpool has been quite, uh, quite a challenge because of, of work commitments and things. So for me to be able to continue to feel like I'm part of the LCI community and to help you know, you all around the world. I know the show has listeners all over the place and I hope that you feel really connected with sort of the core group of, of LCI sort of that's in the Liverpool area. But also, it's great that we can talk to the international LCI community as well. And that is one of the great things that came from the pandemic, the fact that there is an international LCI community. So just a big thank you once again to Hannah and Sav as always once the actual interview had finished because i had time and they had time we actually spoke for probably the same amount of time that we spoke uh, when we were recording the interview and you know i didn't really know these two before this chat i i'd only met them very briefly a couple of times before and it was like i was just chatting with old friends and I think that's another great thing about improv. It's the, the people that come to improv, the people that improv speaks to, they're good people. And it's very easy to feel like you are meeting family members or old friends, even when they're people that you, you barely know in reality. But thank you again 
for coming on Hannah and Sav and for just being open and honest and just being really fun to talk to. I've had some really great chats recently and it's been great for me to get back into the podcast zone and I'm super excited about all the various ideas I have moving forward, the guests I've got coming on, the specials I've got lined up. So hopefully you're enjoying what I'm doing and if you could keep listening, keep spreading the word, that would be uh, the dream for me because I just want to continue to keep the show going for as long as I can because I just love doing it and when I speak to people about the show and I hear such positive things being said about it, uh, you know, it makes me feel really good and that we've got something really special here so thank you to everyone that uh, keeps the, the the spirit of the show what it is and let's hope that we can continue that for a long long time to come now if you are interested in getting into improv or already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on facebook by searching for liverpool comedy improv and on twitter and instagram we are at live comedy improv if you specifically want to check out this show on facebook then just search for the liverpool comedy improv cast on facebook and you'll find all things show related on our feed there which includes a trailer that gets posted every thursday and then a link to the new episode which drops every monday if you're a member of the lci community and you'd like to be a guest on the show then please get in touch with me or with emma bird and we'll make the arrangements as soon as possible and i really mean that i if you have only ever perhaps been to one drop-in or you went to an online uh, zoom drop-in just once or twice but you've listened to this show then you're exactly who I want to speak to because you know we want to know how the LCI community is affecting people all over the world so please get in touch because we want to make that happen and if you are listening on Apple Spotify don't forget to subscribe to the show give us a five-star review if possible and just you know push the show boost the show in any way you can anything like that really helps to to boost the show and get our name out there we've been doing really well in the the ratings recently for our niche little show to be consistent with our numbers that's what really makes us uh, stand out so please keep listening keep uh, sharing the show because we're doing great things and you're helping us build something very special if you're interested in checking me out on social media then you can find me on facebook twitter instagram and youtube just search for at ian luke jones and you'll find all things me as always i will put you in the direction of my youtube channel i have a weekly video series at the moment called humorous moment it's just a very short little joke that drops every wednesday and i would love it if you could subscribe and watch those videos and share them and hopefully it'll put a smile on your face to help get you over that midweek hump and that is pretty much it i look forward to welcoming you all back to the show next week but before i go here are some words that are wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and